0: This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey everybody, thank you for downloading this episode of Out Front with AJ and Nick. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the results from the Illinois primary election, but we're also going to start the show uh, talking about some St. Patrick's Day stories that I've got, AJ's got, because it is being recorded on March 17, 2016, which is... Patrick's Day, so happy St. Patrick's Day to y'all, Oh, don't worry, we won't torture you with that too much, other than that, thank you so much for downloading this episode, you can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network, you can find us on Twitter, at Chicago Podcast 1, and you can li- find email us, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com, thank you so much for, again, ladies and gentlemen, for downloading this episode, uh, subscribe on iTunes and Podcast Addict if you're listening to us on our host site, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Oh, Shishai, Shishai. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chicago Podcast Networks, out front with AJ and Nick. It is St. Patrick's Day as we record this, so I figured we'd get the show started the right way. AJ, tell the people who you are.
1: This is AJ in top of the morning.
0: Hi. It's time. No one does St. Patrick's Day like Chicago home of the Shirish, which is a Miller Lite advertising campaign that has taken over the city. Right. But it is St. Patrick's Day, ladies and gentlemen, and we are out front. I am Nick Serrano, joined over the interwebs by A.J. Signeri. A.J. has already said hello to the people, so we'll skip that necessary step. Uh, we're going to be talking today about the Illinois primary results and everything that happened as we coming out of that, but I wanted to at least have a little bit of fun and uh, talk about St. Patrick's Day because nobody does it better than Chicago. And uh, the river was turned green due to the environmental hazard that we do every year. And I don't know, AJ. St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, what do you think of?
1: Drunk people.
0: (laughs) Well, he's not not the best color man in sports for nothing, folks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean... uh... I don't know. I mean, every time I've gone to Chicago during St. Patrick's Day, it's one of those things I I used to like going to Chicago because it's it's fun. But then over the years, it's been like, okay, we can stop with the shenanigans. (laughs) But I like shenanigans. Shenanigans are how you get to
0: Bennigans. See what I did there.
1: Wow, wow. Isn't it on the South Side, only the South Side, where there's a St. Patrick's Day festival, and that's where people, quote-unquote, find their match
0: what do you mean by find their match i don't know what you're talking about
1: uh, supposedly, supposedly there's like this one part in the south side of chicago where it's like a big festival and everything and people who go to it like they find their soulmate their soulmate in everything and everything and i don't know i don't know
0: about that but apparently i should start going <laughs> <laughs> i'm
1: gonna say I've, I've i've
0: gone down there and did you, did, you find your, did you find your soulmate for at least 15 minutes? Okay, no. let's be honest. Seven and a half minutes. Alright, three and a half. All no. right, two minutes. Forty-five? Okay. <laughs> like Forty-five seconds and a and a cookie later. Wow.
1: I'm
0: I'm not Trump. Oh. All right. Well, there you go. But before we get to the politics, AJ, I, I want to ask, because I've got a couple, but so I'll tell one, then you tell one, then I'll finish with the good one. So St. Patrick's Day stories from the city of Chicago. Uh last year. I went, and I won't say her name because she might get embarrassed if she listens to this show, but I have a friend of mine who I have a tradition. We go to Blues Fest together every year, and we go to uh, St. Patrick's Day every year together. This is the first year, this St. Patrick's Day, was the uh, this last Saturday, was the first time I haven't gone down to the parade in 11 years, and it was just because it came up so quickly, and I actually thought it would be this Saturday, not last Saturday. But last year we went, and my lady friend decided that we would start drinking Jameson at 9.30 in the morning at the train station and not stop drinking Jameson until we arrived back from the train uh, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon uh, and hadn't really eaten. So everything was fine while we were downtown, and we were having a good time. We were drinking, having fun. We got on the train, and AJ, I don't know about you, but she's one of those people who, as long as she keeps drinking, she's fine. But if she stops drinking for half an hour, the Irish sadness, shall we say, will overcome her. (laughs) And I spent the entire train ride home with her. Now, if anyone here has ever taken the, anyone listening has ever taken the the Metra home from St. Patrick's Day, there are two kinds of people on that train. People who want to keep the party going, Mm-hmm. And people for whom the party is now over. Right. And she was in the party is now over phase where we were sitting in the center section of the train where the doors are with her on one of the stairs with her head between her knees, just taking deep breaths to avoid, shall we say, evacuating certain liquid refreshment. It, 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 it was quite the show. She we, She did not. Oh, She made it without puking. However, we did make it back to the North Glenview train station where she went and dragged me into the women's bathroom with her. And if this is the part of the story where you're thinking sexy time, believe me, that is not the case. Because I got to sit in there and watch somebody simultaneously, well, let's just say come out of every possible orifice at once. Happy okay. St. Patrick's Day. War story number one. AJ? Please tell me a funny St. Patrick's Day story.
1: Um, so here I am. and this is actually in Iowa, of all places, on St. Patrick's Day Day. This is one part in Clinton, Iowa, where there's mostly bars, and it did a St. Patty's pub crawl and everything. So there's about 12 bars in this one five block area of bars and everything and so when we went to pub to pub to pub and you know we're doing our drinks and we got our beads and you know having a a gay little time uh we get to this one bar and my friend decided to do shots he's never done shots before oh god and so i was like i'll help you out because he trusts me But but he shouldn't. So I'm like, I'm like, Petey, that's his name. Petey, just, I'll take care of it. He goes, he goes, goes, I trust you, AJ. I'm like, okay. So I go over, ask for the bartender for a drink, the shot and everything. He gets a shot, give Petey the shot, and he's, he shoots and he goes, why does this taste chunky? (laughs) (laughs) Can I guess? Yeah. Irish car bomb. No, it's Baileys and lemon juice. Oh. (laughs) Cement mixer. Oh, why would you? I mean, I get why. (laughs) How long did he last? Oh, by the time it actually went, I'm assuming down his stomach, he went out the door and then everything came up and then he came back and he goes, well, we got to start all over again, don't we? (laughs) I mean, props to him. He was was a soldier for the cause. Keep it on, keep it on.
0: Soldier for the cause.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: all right. This one's a little bit. So in 2008, I want to say, I went down to St. Patrick's Day again with the same lady friend, but we went with a giant contingent. Uh, uh, Dave and Laura were there. The, the I guess, no, Dave wasn't with Laura at this point. So it was Laura, my other lady friend who I told already told one embarrassing story about. Don't worry, she doesn't get embarrassed so much in this one. Uh This was one of those St. Patrick's Days, though, where it started Friday night and rolled through into Saturday. And we woke up, got on the train. As is tradition for me and my friends, we did not actually make it to the parade. I've never actually seen the St. Patrick's Day parade. I've gone for 11 years, but I've never seen it, AJ. I've gotten close but usually by the time we finally walk from union station all the way down to michigan avenue we tend to pick the wrong spot to go to we go downtown we walk to that area by it's not quite uh it's 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 near millennium park but on the opposite side of michigan we're standing there and i have two full flasks of jameson in my backpack is a is at least 18 miller lights uh, cold because I put ice in the backpack, and we proceed to get i don 't wasted isn 't the right term uh, blackout drunk is is a, is a fair term, but we are drinking very very heavily now apparently not blackout drunk because I do remember what happened, but as we 're walking back, we get the brilliant idea. Well, instead of going back up to the suburbs for the rest of St. Patrick's Day, we're young. We're in the city. Let's go to one of the Irish bars downtown and just go get something to eat. Have you ever tried to do that, AJ? No. Don't I haven't. don't don't try to do that. Ever. There's nowhere to eat. There's nowhere you can go because everything is packed with drunk white people from the suburbs who have now overloaded the city, myself included. We go to one of these, we go to Timmy O'Toole's and we're at Timmy O'Toole's and I go to relieve myself of bladder pressure. I had to take a leak for the layman listening and went into the bathroom, waited in line for a urinal for about seven minutes, finally I'm peeing. As I'm standing there peeing, a gentleman walks in, takes one look, At everybody and just goes, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to wait. Walks over to the sink, pulls out his equipment, aims it at the sink, and relieves himself. At Timmy O'Toole's at 1130 in the morning on a Saturday. Gets it everywhere because he's basically falling down drunk. No one at that point knows how to react. No one is moving. No one is... Because really everyone, like, you, you pee, you go wash your hands, you go back to the bar, right? But he's now removed the crucialest of steps in the most unproductive way from getting to the sink. Now, if you think that this is the end of the story, it is not. Because the story ends with one of the bouncers coming in and going, you're going to pee like a dog. I'm going to treat you like a dog. Grabs the guy by the back of his head in his with the hair in his hand and rubs his nose in his own pee. <laughs> At which point, I walk out of the bathroom, walk up to my table of like 12 friends and go, we we need to leave. And I go, why? I'm pretty sure a guy just got treated like a dog in the bathroom. And I didn't realize until later that that translates to two men were having sex in the bathroom. So okay. it, I had to explain like three and a half hours. Later, like it was, we, we went to a party later that night. And somebody goes, so what happened down at the parade? And they're like, well, Nick caught two people having sex in the bathroom at Timmy O'Toole's. And I go... No, 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 that's not... And I had to ex- tell the exact same story that I just told you. But that is uh, that is up there. Those are the two St. Patrick's Day stories that I'm comfortable sharing with the public. There are a couple, AJ, that I could tell you off the air, but uh, you wouldn't want to talk to me afterwards. I don't ha- know. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Chicago. <laughs> Every year we do the same thing, man. We get all excited, The t- the, the city gets all green, and then... Everybody just turns into drunken morons.
1: Now, if you want a cultural experience, then come to my hometown of Sterling here, where you can go to Kelly's, the best Irish Mexican bar in town. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The best Mexican
0: Irish bar in town?
1: You heard me correctly. The best Irish Mexican bar in town. Is it Mexican Irish or Irish Mexican? Either way.
0: So, does that mean that they serve Irish whiskey and beer? They serve
1: Irish whiskey, Guinness, Harps, the whole nine yards. And serve tacos. And tacos and burritos. That actually sounds like an amazing place. It is an amazing place. Like, and you can get today drunk like an Irishman, but stuffed like serve. a Mexican. And today, and only today, they'll be serving corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> Do they have corned beef and cabbage tacos? No. Well, I think today they will. That's, that's,
0: I would like to get a corned beef and and Swiss wrapped in a flour tortilla. That sounds nice. You know? <laughs> it's Irish-Mexican bar. It is. Not, not to mention the fact that you figure that those are two ethnic groups that would spend most of their time just yelling at each other in incomprehensible English. I'm just saying. All right. There's actually a bar in my hometown of Glenview uh, called Grandpa's, which is as close to I a... I that. Yeah, well, Grandpa's is actually one of the best places to go for St. Patrick's Day, in my opinion. They usually have a live band. They get uh, the big tent out, and they have, like, a whole party all day. Uh, and today is extra special because we got the NCAA tournament starting. So I, I imagine that today around the Chicagoland area will be a uh, debauchery. I imagine a lot of people will be calling out of work tomorrow morning. What do you think?
1: Um, if I was, you know, head employees, I would say take tomorrow off. There are people
0: who argue that the Super Bowl in the first two days of the tournament should be mandatory days off anyway.
1: I'm just saying, I mean... Do
0: you know about the vasectomy deal up here?
1: Excuse me? All right,
0: so every year for the NCAA tournament, the Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago, free plug, and I give them the free plug because they have the most brilliant idea of all time. Now, we always talk about targeted advertising. You and I used to talk about that on the old station a lot. Right. Uh, Here's some targeted advertising for you. Who watches NCAA tournaments? college graduates mainly because they watch either their alma maters or schools from, schools from their conference. The vasectomy clinics of Chicago have a deal every year for the NCAA tournament. Basically, the deal is after work on Wednesday, you go and get your vasectomy or at some point on Thursday, you go and get your vasectomy. What they will do is they will write you a thing saying that you need to be off of work for two days, Thursday and Friday, and they give you a coupon for a free Luminal Nadis pizza. Interesting. So you can go, have your business taken care of, go home, sit on. Oh, they also give you a bag of frozen peas. And they, they're basically like, go home, put this on your equipment uh, to keep the swelling down, eat a pizza, and watch the NCAA tournament. Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago, free
1: plug. Wow.
0: Isn't that great? I mean, great yeah, is relative. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm not expecting to get mine soon, but I would go there.
0: That's what I'm saying. Well, if you're going to get a vasectomy at some point in your life, that's the, apparently the time to do it. Uh, yeah. Plus, you get a free pizza. Exactly. And who argues with free pizza? All right, AJ. We had some fun. We've done our St. Patrick's Day stuff, and uh, let's 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 talk to let let us get to the the real issue of what uh, we wanted to get to today. Do we have to? I really don't want to. I'm very embarrassed and sad for our state. Not so much on the Democratic side. That kind of went the way I wanted. First off, though, AJ, before we talk about anything else involving the coverage or the results, here's my question. You pointed it out on Facebook, and we noticed it at my house while we were watching the coverage. Where the hell is Chicago County? (laughs) Wasn't that the best? I mean, we're watching, what was that, MSNBC did that? hmm Yeah, and I'm watching that coverage, and I'm flipping back and forth between the big three of the night. I'm watching MSNBC because I've, I've forgiven Brian Williams, and I love Brian Williams. I'm watching CNN because there's nothing better than watching Wolf Blitzer Talk about that situation. Let's now go to the breaking state news. Another thing, by the way, before we move on to the Fox coverage, which was equally i love fox's election day coverage it's just either pretty blonde republican lady or old white man and they're all yelling about how wrong everything is but on cnn
1: and fox what is breaking news you know it's that critical thing that everyone needs to know you know it's it's breaking. It's urgent. You you have to know this right now because it's happening this very instant. But but AJ,
0: it's on it's on the screen all night. But
1: don't you understand? Everything is breaking news. <laughs> Everything they, is breaking news. But they if just Obama told me that is story. A shit, it's breaking news. But they
0: already told me that story. It's not breaking anymore. It was breaking news, but now it's no longer breaking. But the thing is still on the screen.
1: Don't scre- argue with the
0: mainstream media. They know what they're doing. I just I couldn't help it. Every channel I went to, it was breaking news. But I'm like, okay, it, it's not breaking news if we know what's going to happen.
1: It's like one of those things, like you know the 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 fable of you know the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, at some point, it's it's yeah. At some point, there's going to be breaking news, and I'm not going to be like, oh whatever. And I was like, oh shit, this yeah. is breaking news.
0: Yeah, this I did not know about this previously. Now I do. The. Uh, the Illinois coverage was was very strange. They, they kept uh, holding it out all night. I kept holding out hope that uh, as the south, southern counties came in, that Bernie, I give you got to give Bernie Sanders credit. That, that race, everyone kind of had it that it was going to be a Hillary Clinton blowout. And I, what was the the final poll coming into Illinois was like sixty two to twenty five or something like that. Um, no, was, I have
1: fifty. Point five percent to forty-eight point seven percent. No,
0: no, that was the final of the election. But I'm talking about the final poll before the election started.
1: Oh, the, 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 yeah, it
0: was like sixty-seven percent Hillary, twenty-five percent Bernie. Oh yeah, Something and you, like a, yeah. And you and I talked about the Fed that polling numbers don't matter like they used to because this is an election where people who have never voted in primaries are voting, and those numbers were completely skewed towards you know the Democratic establishment, especially on the Democrat side, and that race was much closer than anybody thought it would be. And I honestly, as the night was getting later, I started to realize that it couldn't happen, but there is a window between about nine and 10 o'clock at night where the gap was at like 60,000 votes and Bernie closed it down to something like 33. And Mm -hmm. I just thought if there had been more votes come, I'll tell you this, AJ, I'm convinced that this is one of those situations that if you went back and recounted all of the votes, it's even closer than people think.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, I was watching that the Illinois race like a hawk. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's the Washington Post did a great job on their website for the election and everything, where it uploaded every thirty seconds and everything, and they have both the Democrat and Republican side side by side and everything. There were counties in Illinois that I was shocked, and some I was like, okay, that's understandable, but. Look at some of these counties like they were calling Clinton the apparent winner while there were still four counties unreported still.
0: Yeah, and, and and those, I guess at some point what they were saying is that those counties don't have enough votes for him to make up the difference.
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like they're doing it you know, mathematically, and it's like, well, sure, when you have like Cook County and Lake County who makes up 70% of the votes i mean of course it's going to be statistically impossible but you know still count those votes and everything you know and sure enough i mean clinton kind of pulled out just a little bit you know (laughs) the yeah right yeah i like the 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 the, they made me giggle Uh, that's the
0: peter griffin in me (laughs) pulled out the uh the coverage itself was fascinating, but the, the Washington Post man that you're talking about, New York Times had one of those as well. Right. Um. Th- th- those things are amazing. And if you, that's, that's why I kept holding out hope. If it's much like you. You're sitting there looking, going, like, okay, yeah, she's clearly going to win in Cook County. That was never a question. But what's the difference going to be in all the other counties? And as you watch those things fill in, and it's like Sanders, 52 to 48. Sanders, 52 to 48. It, it, it's shocking to me that, so, like, here's my question for you, AJ. On the border of Illinois, on the eastern side, mm-hmm. you were asking, and I, I'm curious, did you ever find out why those counties went to Hillary? Because I found that shocking, like, that there would be these outlier counties that would go to Hillary uh, in the middle of, like, these just what looked like Sanders stronghold territory. On the east side or the west side of Illinois? Well, both sides, really. On both sides of the border, that was happening.
1: So, I mean, I mean so what's to Louis, me? I well, let that. me first by saying this. I mean... Even though Hillary took Cook County, you really have to go down to the micro level because if you looked at most of the black and um, Hispanic wards, they voted for Hillary in those wards, if you actually break it down that way. So, I mean, that's why Sanders couldn't win Cook County because he had all these wards that were primarily part of the black community or in the Hispanic community, so those votes went towards Sanders and everything, whereas North Side they went Hillary also, but there was also a very strong Sanders presence as well. Um, I really don't understand, like, on the Eastern side, you had, like, Vermilion County, um, Crawford County, White County, uh, Wabash County, who went Clinton, because these are areas that are very high in employment, Job growth is stagnant, if not decreasing. And so, you know, they kind of put this hope into Hillary that she's going to do it and everything. Um, you go to the western side of Illinois, where the Mississippi River is. So Rock Island County, which is not too far from me, is a very strong, um, big Democratic um, county. When I say big Democratic, like there are four established democrats and everything bill clinton did very well in like like right County back in the 90s as well but along those riverfronts i mean those people there also have an issue with job growth the economy um agriculture is huge um the environment to a degree is huge there but they also tend to go towards you know established party candidates because you have big bosses that are still a part of the democratic machine out there who go out and vote. These are also the areas that Obama also did very well in back in 2008 and 2012. So I'm sure a lot of um, Obama supporters went out there and touted for Clinton and everything.
0: Have you um, noticed in, in conversations with people that Obama supporters tend to skew towards Hillary?
1: Um, It's kind of hit and miss. Um. There are some people who are, who are pro-Obama who are also pro-Hillary, but you also have pro-Obama people who are also pro-Sanders because they kind of see Obama and Sanders as, as equally progressive, even though Sanders is more progressive than Obama is. But a lot of people feel that Obama and Hillary is one and the same because they are part of that machine and because that they speak to a certain audience. Unlike Sanders does.
0: As the as the results were coming in that night, did you? Was there a point where you thought Sanders had a shot?
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, there was like um, one county, Piatt County, which is right by near the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, which didn't report report anything. And as reports were coming in, Sanders was already jumped. By it was already like forty percent.
0: Yeah, every time Sanders. a co- every time a county came in, Sanders would pick up, uh, would pick up on the or, or would diminish the lead that Hillary had.
1: Right, and so it was like those kind of counties I was looking for, um, and then I was also looking for other counties like Peoria County, which did side with Clinton, and there's obvious reasons for that, which is you know it's big business. Hillary's big business, so I mean, and the Clintons do very well in Peoria, anyways. Um, so I was kind of hoping a lot more Sanders reports would come out for that because Bloomington, normal, not too far from Peoria. I know the people there who will go to Peoria and try and say, "Hey, vote for Sanders," and he did very well. I mean, it was what. Um, Clinton got eleven thousand three hundred forty one Sanders got ten thousand three hundred forty five so it was very close you know so if she if Sanders would have picked up Peoria County, which is a which would have been huge for him um, that would have been a feather in his cap. Two other counties north of me, Joe Davies as well as Stevenson county, went Clinton, which I thought was asinine because these are two counties that Really is part of Sanders wheelhouse this you know that the political revolution, but you know fighting the establishment and everything but those two counties are also very very conservative where both Cruz and Trump kind of split that vote themselves and everything so if Sanders also would have picked up Stevenson and Joe Davy county um Os Rock Island county, I think we would see a much better picture of Sanders beating Hillary in that primary.
0: The other county, AJ, that I got to say I was shocked with uh, more than most was how close it was in Lake County, which it it came out to be 52 to 47, 49,750 for Hillary, 44,355 for Bernie, which Lake County uh, is either a very conservative area or a traditionally – Democratic area. The reason that I'm bringing up the the results in some of these smaller counties is there's a phenomenon that's happening with these primary elections where people are going out to vote for Trump. People are going out to vote for Bernie Sanders or they're going out to vote against those two people or they're going out to try to set things a different way. My concern is I don't know if in today's world of social media that if Bernie is out of the race if the people who came out to vote for Bernie will come out and vote for Hillary. What do
1: you think? I don't know. Um, I'm kind of going to let that play out on itself because I mean, there's always that, th- and Bernie said it himself that, you know, if he would support Hillary if he's out of the race and everything. So even though Sanders himself may support Hillary at the end of the day, I don't know if the people who have followed him up to this point will. And I think that's going to be more chaotic at the end of the day than anything else because you have all these people having this hope that you have Sanders in the general election and get into the White House. And if you don't have that, then you have all these people who don't have a person to look towards because all these Sanders people you know, are putting all these memes and these Facebook posts and Twitter tweets and everything, excuse me, that, you know, Hillary is part of the machine, that Hillary is in bed with certain industries and with Big Farm and all that great jazz. So I'm more interested in how that's going to play out. Um, So I'm not going to sit here and predict that what's going to happen. I'm just really going to carefully look at how this is going to be played out for the next, well, we have what, three? Well, next week we have primaries and caucuses, and then the week after that we have primaries and caucuses. I'm going to see the next two um, events coming up, or the next two weeks coming up to see how those pan out.
0: Well, the, the, the upcoming part is interesting, but the, the, the real thing to me is I think there's a very strong possibility that Bernie Sanders can win the California Democratic primary. You think uh, so? Yes, because it's a very liberal state. Um, Northern California, to me, is going to go mainly Bernie. Uh, that's, the, that's your Humboldt County area. Your, I mean, No disrespect for the people who are there. I love your product, but basically that's the weed area. You know that mm-hmm. that's the area where where you get the, the the biggest producers of marijuana in the United States, uh, at least in California, up until Colorado's stuff starts to get up. So you got a very hippie, liberal area up in the North. The question then becomes: Can they split the vote in the South? Uh, Latinos are going to almost invariably go uh, Hillary. That's just the way that things seem to be going, even though it's in their best interest to vote for Bernie Sanders. Um, Again, except for the rare Latino Republican candidate in Southern California. Again, his name is Jose, and uh, he lives in South Central, and he will be more than willing to discuss what it's like being the one Republican Latino in California. But there's also the people who were – but that's younger. Like I would say that's the the Latino vote and African-American vote around our age and younger may go Hillary. But there's you've got to remember that in Southern California, there's still that group of people who – worked with Cesar Chavez and mm-hmm. fought for those rights, and they can maybe see an ideological partner with Bernie Sanders to the Cesar Chavez stuff. Or do you think that I'm, I'm wrong on that?
1: No, and I, but you're not wrong. If I was you know, an advisor to Sanders, the one thing I would say is this. you know, Go to Southern California. Talk to the farm workers down there. Um, I know in Ventura County, there's a big farm worker bill of rights that they're pushing right now, um, as well as other parts in Southern California. And if Sanders can speak to what Chavez has said back in the 70s and talk about the importance as to what Hillary's husband did when it comes to NAFTA and as well as to CAFTA and everything, then he will gain votes. Um, I think Sanders will do very well on various college and university campuses in California, um, particularly at UC, UC Berkeley, possibly UCLA. Um, USC. And, yeah, I mean, I think he might do well in those. Um, I would be shot if he doesn't get the kind of votes he should get in like areas like Oakland. Berkeley, San Francisco. But again, I mean, you look at how Illinois played out and you might have Los Angeles, San Francisco, might go Hillary's way because those are big business towns too. And if you have two of those going towards Clinton, then it's going to be very favorable for Clintons for outcome and everything. So that's why I think California is going to be more interesting Because I think that's going to be a split state more so than um, states like Illinois, New York, or Pennsylvania.
0: Well, let's see. We've got, uh, coming up next week, we've got American Samoa, Arizona, which has 85 delegates. Let's just go with the focus on the big ones. Washington with 118. That's the state, not the city. Uh, Wisconsin is April 5th with 96. Uh, that's that's going to be interesting, too. Yeah, I thought I, th- I was going to say, because there's a lot of people up there who either vote um, religious conservative or full-on Democrat. So I'm not – I'm really – I don't know what Wisconsin will do. I can tell you that of the Wisconsin residents that I know, they're all voting for
1: Bernie Sanders. I'm going to guess that – well, let me say – let me go a little bit further. I'm going to say – that Bernie's going to pick up Milwaukee County and Madison County, or excuse me, Dane County that Madison's at, which those two counties alone bring in 54% of the state's income. So if, if Bernie can pick up those two counties, as well as like a, a smackling of counties in the northern woods of Wisconsin, then he's going to do fine.
0: If You mean if Bernie can endorse the flavor of the north woods?
1: yeah. So. I think, and I think he could, because if you look at how he did in Michigan, particularly in the Upper Peninsula, those same people, in my view, would vote for Sanders as well. So Appleton, Green Bay, Eau Claire. Um, include those areas, I can include, see include Oshkosh, include Oshkosh,
0: include Oshkosh, just because I like saying the name.
1: Well, Oshkosh, yeah, central Wisconsin. There's parts of central Wisconsin that would. Folks who listen to this, if you've never known that before,
0: you should know that there is an area in Wisconsin called Oshkosh, like the overalls it's, from when you were a kid.
1: It's not Bigosh either. I know. It's sad, but it should be. You and I have been to this city, and I want to hear your take on it. Do you think an area like Green Lake would vote for Sanders?
0: Don't you think an area like Green Lake is almost conserv- <laughs> almost all Republican?
1: It is all Republican. I mean, yeah. you and I have been there, and I've spent – It's the birthplace you know,
0: of the Republican Party.
1: Well, yeah, Ripon's like right next door where the little white schoolhouse is, you know. I, I never um, I never
0: told you this. Over the summer, we went up there. When I went on my trip up there, Yeah, we stayed in a house uh, with me and a bunch of friends, ladies and gentlemen. We go up every year to Green Lake, and we stayed in a house that I got up there a day later than everybody else, and they are all like, Nick, you're going to love this house. And I said, why? I said, because it's creepy as hell. And I got there, and sure enough, it was laid like there were. It was one of those places that you can tell it had like seven different additions done to it, each one with different (laughs) architectural planning than the last. Like there was at one, there at one point, there's a room that looks like a medieval dining hall, but then the next room, the room next to it, is just your standard screened-in Wisconsin porch. Okay. so it was like this whole thing but they were like you have to go down to the basement it's creepy and I went down there and they're like yeah look at all this just abandoned stuff and it does it looks like a bunch of stuff that people left from like who had rented the house previously and all of a sudden right. I look at the wall as we're going upstairs I'm like wait a minute That the number one rule if for anyone out there who loves science ladies and gentlemen if you see a straight line in nature chances are it was man made straight lines do not occur in nature exactly. uh, uh, so I saw a straight line in the wall and I was like what the hell and I look and dude there was a home carved into the wall like with a knife that hold on I might actually still have it in my little I have a grail diary that I keep with me Uh, here we go
1: an actual poem
0: yeah here here it is I don't know if it was a poem or a statement of facts hold on here we go because I also did it like the Indiana Jones yes here it is Egotism is the anesthetic administered by nature to deaden the pain of inferiority. So not a poem, more of a wow. around eye. Interesting. Yeah, it's apparently a quote from, the hell, from Robert Olson. Hmm. All I know is that that was up in Ripton, Wisconsin, in Green Lake, where the Republican Party was. So I assume that that was a house where some i shut stuff was going on. I bit, Yeah. And that was just a deviation from what we were talking about. But you no, know, do I think Green Lake will vote Sanders? Yeah, I think the Democrats there will vote Sanders because – it's the same thing as saying, like, why is a Wisconsin Bears fan such a loudmouth Bears fan? Because he spends all of his life surrounded by Packers fans. It's the same thing of Packers fans who grow up in Chicago who are just loud and obnoxious. Or here's a better example. White Sox fans who grow up on the north side who are just so loudly White Sox fans. Hi, everybody. My name is Nick Sorrentos, uh, who hate the Cubs. And it's because you're surrounded by it so much in your life. It's like you're fighting against something. So I could see right. Green Lake under that principle, kind of swinging towards Sanders on the Democratic side. But it doesn't matter because that's a, I mean mean—that's a Republican stronghold. When I go to Green Lake, all I can think of is Stephen King's Maine. Like no, I
1: no, you know what it,
0: it has that it has that little bit of that
1: feeling to it, you know. Like but it, um, like
0: there are gas stations that you go to, and you're like, maybe I shouldn't go to this gas station. Maybe I should wait till I find one that has a name brand on it.
1: Right. And um and I've always find that area there's a there's a, a majestic quality to it. Yes. You know, and there's this um other tranquil quality to it as well. And there's also the you know, fact when, that it's
0: locked in nineteen eighty seven.
1: It is, you know, and you know, my ex who has who taken me up there to um her parents' lake house up there, um, at first I thought, Okay, it's gonna be a typical wisconsin lake type of area i've been to them but it's much more than that and, and 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 i was always intrigued of always wanting to go up not for the sake of the nature which was great but for the area because and it's coming back to what we're talking about is it's very much republican yeah. um it's very entrenched in republicanism with a little bit of conservatism as well so I'm very in- interested in who, how the Green Lakers in the Riponites, sure, is um, going to vote on the Republican side. Because I'm going to guess they're going to vote for Cruz than they will for Trump. If they vote for Trump, then I have many, many questions for those people.
0: Well, the other thing is that it, it is, it's a religious area. There's a lot of, you know, it's dry, it, at least when you're there, it's the kind of community where people still go to church on Sunday morning.
1: Oh yeah, and, very much
0: so. And so that 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 does tend to lean towards Cruz. Uh, we've been talking about the Democratic side, but before we get out of here, AJ, we've got about twenty minutes left in the show. I wanted to I wanted to talk about. I'm looking at the Illinois primary election map. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm looking at the Democratic side where it's mostly green, but the blue spots are in the uh, more populated area. Although Springfield went to uh, Sanders, which I didn't find mm-hmm. that shocking, but. Then I look over on, on the same web page, AJ, and here's what I see. Dark red is Trump, gold is Cruz. And what I see mm-hmm. is an entire state of red with a middle section that is Cruz and Rockford that is Cruz.
1: How the hell does that happen in the state of Illinois? Um, I'm, let me just say that this is a much accurate picture of... Illinois, as we speak. If you look at that middle section, that central, north-central area of Illinois, um, that's very, very much conservative Illinois. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've driven through there and there's there's one radio station that's all conservative, all conservative. Um, Sean Hannity's popular down there, Mark Levin's popular down there, the Trumps, all of them. Um, And you go to areas like in Bloomington Normal, um, Champaign-Urbana, Peoria, and you can start seeing these signs that talk about, you know, I won't give up my gun. Like Burma Shave, if those of you who know what Burma Shave advertising is, it's a sign after sign after sign. And some of them will have like religious um, quotes Sometimes, sometimes it will talk about guns. Sometimes it talks about, you know, uh, proud to be a Republican, you know. So that middle part of Illinois speaks very much to where Illinois is at right now. You go north of Illinois, um, Cruz spent a lot of time at Rockford. And I'm very surprised that many evangelists actually came out and voted for Cruz Because, again, Winnebago County is a very high unemployment rate. Um, There's no job growth, but yet they went towards Cruz and Trump as well. Uh, Let me hover that for a second. So Trump got 35 percent. Cruz got 40 percent. So, you know, I'm very surprised at that as well as the county next over, Stevenson, which Cruz also took over. And then the County just not too far from Ryan living right now. Cruz also took, um, these are very conservative areas. Um, these are areas that, um, Pentecostal churches, your Baptist churches, um, born again, Christians live. And, and these are the things I've seen every day in what have you. Um, Cruz wasn't too far. In fact, Cruz and Trump tied in Lee County, the county right next door to me. Um, my county, Trump and Cruz, Trump beat Cruz by a percent. It looks so, like 40
0: votes. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's 40 votes. Yeah. Um, so. I, the thing I was most shot, I figured that Cook County and Lake County were going to go to Kasich. I honestly believed that. I thought that, that Kasich would win those two because that's where you start getting into your, uh, you know, this is the, 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 I'm not trying to be, but that's the more affluent area of the state. That's where you get, you know, Republican establishment, old school, you know, Reagan, not, not even Reagan Republicans. We're talking like, you know, Eisenhower Republicans up there. And the fact that that stuff went, you know, to Trump was shocking to me. And the fact that he did so well in, an Illinois, in the state of Illinois where politics is, we, we talked about this on the show before the primary. Uh, politics is a way of life here it's something that's talked about and people always say that people from chicago are more knowledgeable about architecture than people in other cities because architecture is a way of life in chicago same mm-hmm. thing with politics and in the state of illinois i mean we've had what five out of the last 10 governors have gone to jail or it's even higher than that and right. this is a state where politics matter and you have a guy disputing bullshit and everybody seems okay with it and i'm you showed me a website, and ladies and gentlemen, A.J. turned me on to it, but I'm going to steal it and take credit for it right now. i want to tell you that you should go to a website called 270 to win. And hey, thank you again, A.J., for showing that to me because it's a great representation of how easy it would be for Trump to be president. And right. I mean, it's scary. It's like four mouse clicks later, you're Trump is president. And it's scary because that could happen. And I had a conversation with somebody, and this, I wanted to get into this with you because my, my friend Carrie, very politically active, very smart woman, um, she and I were talking the, uh, Tuesday night while we were watching stuff together. We had a group of people together watching stuff because we all thought Bernie was going to win. We even got a bottle of champagne if he had won. And we're watching the results, and she says, well, what happens if Trump— doesn't, like, they keep talking about a brokered convention. Now, to be fair, most people don't know about, like, convention rules or how that stuff works, and I'm somewhat knowledgeable, you're somewhat knowledgeable, but there are intricacies of that that rival what goes on in the rules of the procedure in the Senate and the House. And to try to explain to somebody what a brokered convention is, but here's her question, and, this, and, and I'm just asking you, as the activist that you are, how, how would you feel if Trump were to get... Just below the nominee amount, but were, was denied the nomination. Forget who the man is. Strictly thinking as somebody who, who's, a, who's in favor of democracy and how we run things in the United States under that process. Are you comfortable with them taking away that nomination from somebody?
1: Yeah. Is it because it is who it is? A little bit. And that's what I was. I, ta- I talked about this. I mean, on my on Firebrand with my um, friend Phil, we were talking about ballot access and everything. And there was a part in that episode where which will be posted tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Where um, we talked about you know the RNC and the DNC taking some authority when it comes to candidates and everything. Um, please listen to that. Um, it's very insightful from what Phil has to say, but. You know, my opinion is that leadership is very much important when it comes to political organizations. If the political leadership does not take responsibility, and I don't care if Reince Premitz doesn't have the entire authority, him and everyone else that's interrelated to what's known as the Republican National Committee. And it's separate entities that also are part of that responsibility. If they don't take ownership of the candidates that they want to run, then it's their fault. And it's going to speak more to Reince Primus's, um inability to lead, like I've always said from day one, when he became chair of the RNC. The only reason why he's a chair of the RNC is because how Scott Walker got elected and reelected in Wisconsin, and that's the only reason why, because they thought his strategy that in Wisconsin is going to spark the United States, and it hasn't. What's happened is a very, very broken house that's known as the Republican Party. And if they were the party of Lincoln, they would just coalesce with each other, figure something out in order to do stuff, but no, they're going to abide to you know loyalty and everything. I am all about loyalty, but I'm also about having a very authentic kind of person that speaks to what my party is and not to some guy who is – well, let to say it. He is a little bit of a fascist when it comes to these things. But- so if you're going to side with that person because, well, we have to, that speaks more about who you are and what your organization is than anything else.
0: It's funny, I I thought you would have loved how I I answered. She asked me that question, and Dave, who you know, tried to answer it a little bit. And finally I looked at her and I said, you know what, here's the thing. Is there something slightly off, does it feel a little dirty, maybe, to look at Trump and just take away his nomination if that's what the people want? And I looked at her and I said, yes, there is something fundamentally weird about that happening. I said, however... There is one problem with this. And she goes, well, what's that? I said, let's say it happened on the Democratic side. Say the Democrats didn't think that Bernie legitimately had a shot and they took away Bernie. I would have a bigger problem with that because Bernie's an experienced man. He's got political history. He, he is actually qualified, in my opinion, to be president of the United States. And I looked at her and I said, here's the thing about Trump. Yes, Maybe it's wrong for them to go into a broker convention, even though he's the presumptive nominee. But I would simply say the people who are supporting Donald Trump are fundamentally wrong. They either don't care enough to learn the information that they need to learn, or they're just ignoring basic facts. And in that instance, they're wrong. And it's not often that you can look at something like an, an, something that's more of an opinion-based thing and say that somebody is just wrong. But you can in this instance. Voting for Donald Trump is just wrong. He's a bad person. And he's going to do terrible things or do nothing or do everything he says or only some. It doesn't matter. There's no accountability to that man. There's nothing that's going to matter come that way. And as you've pointed out several times, he's only winning a third of the votes in the primaries. The people who aren't voting for Trump are not going to suddenly switch to vote for him if he becomes the Republican nominee. Right? Right. So if Donald Trump is the nominee and I'm Hillary Clinton, who's most likely going to be the nominee at this point, Bernie would have to go for the battleground states. Hillary Clinton could honestly do what Reagan did and go for a 50-state strategy. She could conceivably win all 50 states.
1: Sanders could do far better in a 50-state plan than Hillary can. Really? Because even though Hillary has the quote-unquote infrastructure and by infrastructure um she knows certain political key figures certain business leaders certain religious leaders she may have all those big name established people but sanders can coalesce people around something you know hillary can't hillary can only coalesce around practical things trade immigration etc et etc cetera, et cetera. I think Sanders can do the same thing, but he can actually get people behind it. Hillary cannot do that.
0: Well, there's something to be said for inspiration. That's the difference right. between Hillary and Bernie right now. Hillary doesn't inspire people. She is conceived of, in my opinion, as like the lesser of evils. Uh, but Bernie Sanders, has the much like Obama in 2008, has the ability to inspire people to hope for something better.
1: Right. And, and, I, and I just want to take this one moment to say this part. A lot of people are talking about a third party candidate to run against Trump if he is the presumptive nominee and everything. There's interesting conversations going around because the Libertarian Party is holding their convention, I think, very soon. I know very states are. Jesse. Sorry. Uh, well, so there's Jesse, but there's another guy who ran in 12. And I kind of like him to a degree. His name's Gary Johnson. He's the former um, governor of New Mexico. And looking at his numbers alone, and I did this when he ran in 12, um, he got a full 1% overall in the state of Illinois. And if you look at every single county, he's gotten probably 90% of those counties 1% or better. But here's my um, thing with that.
0: Here, here's the thing with that. Do you think people voted for him because they knew who he was, or did they vote for him because he happened to be an independent?
1: Um, a lot of people knew who he was. Because I
0: don't know who he is. And but I, and, and I there was
1: also there was a big movement in the Libertarian Party to get his name out there. I mean, I've I've been into like Wheaton, Illinois, and there was nothing but Gary Johnson signs in Wheaton, Illinois.
0: Okay.
1: Um. I mean, yeah, he's not a household name. But, but don't you feel you like know,
0: any third-party candidate or any independent party candidate who's going to come out and be announced is essentially going to hand the election to the Democrats I, I, at this point? I mean, because if, assuming that it's a conservative independent, you know, people keep talking about Bloomberg maybe running. And he's said well, he, he said no. He said no. But let's say that he had. That just divides the vote amongst Republicans and the Democrats win the election hands down.
1: Right. But I mean, if I mean, I guess people, I'm, I'm talking about Johnson now is yeah. because they have their convinced He is someone that people really feel that if you want an independent conservative, this is the guy that you're going to be paying pay attention to because not only he's served as an elected official in a state, but he speaks to a certain policy because he's kind of a policy wonk and he can also speak to what Cruz talks about, what Kasich talks about, and what Rubio talks about, and he could really split the Republican vote and side with the Libertarians. And if that's the case, you may see a surge in people voting Libertarian in this upcoming election, which will be interesting all by itself. Again, there's
0: only one man for this job, and his name is Jesse the Body Ventura, and he ain't got time to bleed
1: so help me god if he actually wins i don't know what i'm gonna do with myself you're
0: probably gonna punch me in the
1: face which i might deserve i'll come to your house at three in the morning and punch and just go right to your bedroom just wake me up and punch me in the face and then leave that wake you up just
0: cold cock you i mean (laughs) maybe don't say that while i'm sleeping in bed i'm just saying we live in a very we live in a very thing and cold cocking late at night at three in the morning in my bedroom. I mean, listen, AJ. I, I know how good you look glistening in baby oil, but I don't know how much we really want to get into that conversation right now.
1: I'm just saying. So much I mean, hair. I, I I this is going to be a very interesting election, and especially now that you know the you know Mitch McConnell oh. kind of severed the head of um, Garland yeah. saying. Oh, You're my great, God. We but, a, Yeah, no, our next no, show no. is
0: going to be about that. Our next show is going to be all about the Supreme Court and, and what Yurtle the Turtle has been doing. Um, turtle the Turtle. Hey, you got to give it up to Jon Stewart. If there's one great gift he gave us in his last year, it was... Uh, uh, I love that. I love the whole thing. Um. I, I just... AJ, we're, we're looking at this election, and, and we're coming up on the conventions in the summer before we start really getting to the general. And this is my, my thing, and I want to end this on a funny note. So there's most likely going to be a brokered Republican convention. Can you see a scenario where that doesn't happen?
1: No. I, it's going to be a brokered convention, and this is going to be the most interesting one because if you are a history person, please, please. Look back at previous conventions, well, Republicans, one. Democrats, and Socialists, and all them held, because those were fierce conventions. Yeah, and, and we and, haven't had one in, what, 50 years? Right, and, and by fierce, I mean, I know people who have been to, like, conventions in the 30s and 40s where fights have been taken out and everything. And I know one interesting one. I don't know if we have time for it or not.
0: Well, here's my thing before we go and i and i would simply say this my friend part of me is very heavily rooting for the broker convention but on one condition i want one person to produce the television that does it i want this person to turn it into the event that it needs to be and i want this person to be in charge of the entire thing from bottom to top aj who do i want in charge of the republican broker convention television coverage You probably want Vince McMahon. God damn right. If you're going to have a broker convention in the social media era for the Republican Party's presidential nomination, then obviously there's only one way to settle it, and that is in the ring at WrestleMania 2.5 in the summer with Donald Trump versus Ted Cruz. Hell
1: in a cell. Okay, I'm going to do one better for you. Okay, here we go. In the spirit of WrestleMania, okay? granddaddy of them all, showcase of the Immortals. It's going. the The special referee has to be Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I mean, that's yes, awesome. It does. It does. It, that's awesome. But he's done the guest referee enough times. You know who it should really be? If we're going to keep it in the political realm, I already think he should be the nominee for the Independent Party.
1: Jesse. It should be Jesse. Okay, I'll give you unless, that. Unless Jesse's well, I,
0: doing commentary, because I always right. love Jesse. Uh, what, what's the, the? I've been to the. I've been to the World Series. I've been to the Super Bowl. I've even been to the Rolling Stones.
1: Gorilla, can we bring Gorilla Monsoon back from the dead to call it? I, I, I that would be very much appropriate. I'll give you Jesse to be the guest referee, but it has to be this kind of match. The elimination chamber match. Ooh, I like it. Trump being the first person in there, okay? Okay. Cruz in one chamber. Rubio in another chamber. Wait for it. Hillary in the other chamber. <clears throat> and Sanders in the other. You're forgetting one. What- no holds bar. No holds bar. Match also. I like it. I like Anything it. Anything goes, elimination
0: chamber. That would be awesome. That would be fun. Can Shawn Michaels still be in the match? I mean, he doesn't have to win. He never wins. Nope.
1: I'll do one better. Shawn Michaels will be, wait for it, Cruz's manager.
0: I like it. I like it. Well, obviously, then the dirtiest player in the game is representing Trump, right? Ric Flair? Ric Flair's on the outside doing heel flair for Trump because they are basically the same. Wow, that is a fair comparison that I've never made before. Really? Donald Trump is the political equivalent of Ric Flair. Yeah, for the most part. Ooh, get rid of the Muslims. <laughs> Seriously, think about it. There, it was, there was that great moment at the rally last week where he kept telling everybody to, to shut up or shut that guy up and get him out of here, and everybody started cheering. And he, like, I think you pointed out he turned and played to the crowd like Flair in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's perfect. He's Flair. Okay, before we got here, just of the Republican nominees, who's who? Let's go. It's got to be more 80s. So if Trump is Flair and Sean White it It's got to be 80s wrestlers? Well, it's just more fun because they're so much more colorful. I'm going to go, okay, 80s, early 90s. All right. All right. So let's see. And we're gonna give Hillary a male wrestler because it's just it's I think it's sexist either way, so might as well just give her a, a male equivalent, unless you want to call her China, but she doesn't have the body.
1: No, I wouldn't give her China nor um, Luna as well. Um, right, and she ain't. I can't Sunny. think of anyone.
0: Um, let's see, who's Hillary? You know who Hillary is? Hmm. John Cena. I know that he's not early '80s. Go 90s, on, I'm listening. But basically, she's John Cena. She comes out, she says exactly what she needs to. She doesn't get anybody excited for what she does, but she's gonna be there every Monday night.
1: Okay, and so I can and people boo her or and applaud people her people no matter either. what. Yeah, okay. It's
0: fifty fifty. People either love her or hate her, and the people that hate her really hate her, and the people that love her really love her. Okay. So that's John Cena. Uh Flair is is Trump. We got I don't want to give Shawn Michaels to Cruz. That's too mean to Shawn Michaels. Um Hmm. I'm going to go with Rubio, though. Rubio, younger guy. I'm going to give Rubio... Mar- okay, here's the thing. If if Cruz is Shawn Michaels, then Rubio is Marty Jannetty.
1: How do you figure? Oh, well... Yeah, because Cruz, like... Yeah, I can see that. Like, of the okay. two,
0: like, together, they're very strong. But separate, they're not as good. But definitely Cruz is the stronger of the two when they're separate. So Cruz is Marty okay. so Cruz is Shawn Michaels and he's Marty Janetti and now we just need one for Sanders which You
1: don't I, think Cruz is Edge?
0: Oh the Rated-R Superstar? Yeah. You're talking like full on heel cheating on Matt Harvey, Matt Hardy with Lita cheating on Matt Hardy. Heel Edge? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that works. Yeah. You
1: know cuz you know he he you know he talks a big game and sometimes he'll show a big game and sometimes he doesn't.
0: Who is Sanders? Sanders is Roddy Piper, always right there, always in contention, but never. I don't know. The
1: title. I'm thinking Dusty Rhodes myself. Oh, because... I love it.
0: No, because he's the common man, daddy. Yes, Dusty Rhodes come out of the common man. Bernie Sanders come out of the come out of Brooklyn, New York, the son of a the, the son of a bartender. Come here to try to make thing everything better for you because he loves the American dream, baby. You
1: know, and if you look at like some of the matchups he Sanders himself has had, you know, like you know. Rhodes and Greg the Hammer, um, Sanders and pick a legislator. You know, <laughs> he's all done right. all the matches. He's all right, so there. we
0: so we've planned the convention season. It's 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 just an elimination chamber match, produced by Vince McMahon, special guest refereed by Jesse the Body Ventura, with Stone Cold on
1: commentary. And you know who John Kasich is? And I'm and you're gonna hate me for saying this. Oh, this is gonna be good. Who's Kasich? Hulk Hogan.
0: Before or after the sex tape? The what? Before? Or oh, a- before. Before the sex tape. <laughs> before or after his best friend told him to have sex with his wife on camera and then divorced his wife for doing it?
1: Before that? <laughs> yeah.
0: I just wanted to point out that that's also happening in the news right now. Like ISIS. Know, right? is, ISIS is gaining strongholds. The 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 refugees are all dying in, in Greece, and uh, we're all talking about this election. But what all of that. Is going on. It's 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 also important to reflect on the other news stories that are happening, like Hulk Hogan is suing Gawker for a sex tape leak. Right. All right, AJ, we're getting out of here. We've done our we've done our duty for America and and for love of party. Uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here, uh, going into the weekend or into next week's primaries? Anything we should reflect on, consider, or talk about? Also, I'm not shocked that Effingham County went to Cruz. I'm just not because of the cross. I wanted to point that out. All right. Right. Like when the when the results were coming in and everyone was like, Well who's gonna like we were looking at the map and it was Trump early on, and I'm like, This county's gonna go for Cruz. And Carrie looks at me, like, Why? I said, Because it's Effingham. She goes, Well, what's Effingham? Like you ever driven down south in Illinois? She's like, once like, remember you passed a big aluminum cross? Yeah. like that's where that is. She goes, Oh. So that went to Cruz. But other than that, AJ, anything you wanna add?
1: Um, you know, pay attention to Arizona, especially who's gonna take that on the republican side um is it gonna be trump is it gonna be cruz um i'm i'm actually hoping a little bit sanders gets arizona and everything but really pay attention to wisconsin and if sanders is still in the race because i mean that is gonna be another reflection regarding sanders and his um political revolution and everything um he took Michigan, and I wish he would have taken um, Illinois if, as well as Ohio, but we'll see if he'll pull off another uh, Midwest state.
0: He could win Wisconsin. I mean, it's not like out of the realm of possibility. Um, and the only other thing I would add, ladies and gentlemen, is you can, have, uh, you can watch this stuff, you can follow this stuff, but nothing's more important than, and I truly believe this, AJ, uh, talk to the people in your life about politics right now. Uh, They're more open to it than they'll be probably either before or any other time in your life uh, because of the Trump phenomenon. And if there's one positive, which it's hard to say that, but out of the, the Trump madness is that it's opened the door for you to have discussions with people about what's going on. So consider having those conversations. AJ, say goodbye to the people.
1: Bye, people.
0: I love it when he gets deep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Chicago Podcast Network's Out Front with AJ and Nick. You can find us on Facebook, Chicago Podcast Network, on Twitter, Chicago Podcast One, or you can find us, or by find us, I mean email us at gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be back with a couple. We're going to be posting the show that AJ mentioned about uh, voter access tomorrow and then next week, we'll get into some of the other stuff that's going on. We, I also want to talk, AJ, next week. Uh, we want to get into the Supreme Court nomination. I also want to talk about the embattled Rahm Emanuel uh, and where that stands as well. Thank, thanks for doing the show, AJ. Oh, thank you, Nick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We out. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark. And we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.